Who are the best offensive skill players who are free agents in 2024? What do we like at running back, wide receiver, quarterback, and tight end? It's time to break it down right here, right now, as we begin another edition of Locked On Fantasy Football. You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm one of your co-hosts, Vinny Ironman. I'm not doing this. I'm running about NFL fantasy and betting for sportingnews.com. I'm flying solo on today's show. My co-host, Michelle Majuk of NFL.com, is busy there, and uh, we will uh, get her thoughts uh, later in the week as she rejoins the show. But a lot of stuff going on with the NFL, you know, with Super Bowl 58 coming and beyond that. And today we're going to look at that with NFL free agency. So, we will uh, get into my rankings here. We're going to pull out the offensive skill players of note here and what that could do to fantasy football and the landscape for that position in 2024. So explore that, look at my rankings, uh, see what we think about these players and what could happen there. So we'll get into that. Before we dive in, today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any Moneyline bet, that's 150 bucks. If your team wins, visit Fando.com slash locked on to get started. All right, let's dive right in here. Again, thanks for making Locked on Fantasy Football your first listen every day. We're your destination to become the smartest fantasy football player in your league, whether it's in-season, seasonal leagues, DFS, year-round, we've got you covered. It's your fantasy football team every day. Now, Saquon Barkley is number one among my running backs because he's still young. He's a good complete back that can be a workhorse and also be value on the backfield. Let's quickly go through my top 11, some notable names here. Josh Jacobs, the other guy, I would say the other of two that played on the franchise tag with the Raiders. He's number two. Derek Henry of the Titans. Tony Pollard, Cowboys. Austin Eckler, Chargers. DeAndre Swift of the Eagles at number six. The Colts, Zach Moss at seven. Packers, A.J. Dillon at eight. Texans, Devin Singletary at nine, and two Ravens round out the top 11. J.K. Dobbins, who was hurt, and uh, Gus Edwards. So, yeah, a lot of good value and names that we've seen in fantasy football that have been valuable here for us, uh, not just this past season, but in seasons past. So let's start with and break it down. It doesn't look like Saquon Barkley is going to return to the Giants. Uh, he felt pretty confident when he was cleaning out his locker that he's going to go elsewhere. I don't think the Giants also want to reinvest in him because, look, he hasn't helped them win, even with his dual threat role with a struggling offense. He's a bit of a big play, big game guy, right? He explodes for some big plays, but he can get shut down a lot of games. And he's really dependent on that real long home run, whether it comes from a short catch or a run. So he's a little hard to feel great about in fantasy. Look, he was great as a rookie. We loved him. But since then, Staying on the field has been difficult. At least he was able to do that for the most part here in 2023. So, look, Barkley's still special. I would like to see him maybe go to Ravens or some team like that where we know he's going to get the volume and really be a good all-round force here. But, again, these spots are really hard to find. I mean, the Giants are a really good spot for that, but would say a commander's team go after him. Or maybe you have the Titans looking to replace Derrick Henry with a little bit more versatile back and compliment Ty J. Spears. So, a lot of places here that we could look at for Saquon Barkley to 
go-to. And again, I don't think he's going to get the contract that he's looking for. He's not in the Christian McCaffrey range anymore. Remember those guys had similar starts to their careers as dual threat guys, but he's not in that range right now. So we'll have to see where the openings happen. It could be on some of these teams that are looking for that. Maybe it's the Chargers, right, if they want to move on. So you could see a little bit of a round robin circular effect here. And the Eagles, keep in mind, would also be in play. Barkley did go to Penn State. They did have a lot of success with Miles Sanders. So a lot of things to look at there with Saquon Barkley. But look, depending on where he lands, if he's with the Eagles, we're all in potentially on him as an RB1. But a lot of other cases, because of his volatility, we're going more RB2 with him wherever he goes. Now, Josh Jacobs is an interesting case. Will the Raiders just move on with Zamir White? Now, Jacobs had the big rushing season, won the title in 2022, but typically when you do that and get the volume drop off, that's what happened. There was some injury attrition near the end as well where they put him on the shelf. So when you look at that, Josh Jacobs, again, still can be a good complete back, but where the volume rolls here available, right? I think you look at Dave Montgomery from last year. I think that's an ideal scenario for Josh Jacobs, land with a young back. Yeah, he may not get all the work here, but maybe you look at the Falcons, right? Uh, I know they have a coach there, the Raheem Morris and Zach Robinson, that they're going to look to maybe get one back involved. But maybe you want a little bit of pressure off that back. Maybe you see a copycat, the Jameer Gibbs-Montgomery effect, and do that for Robinson. Look, Tyler Algier is okay, but I think you can get an upgrade. You can do a little bit more on the field. So, again, feature roles are going to be interesting to see if they can be had. Again, the best spot for these guys, Giants and Raiders respectively right now. So I don't think there's going to be that opportunity initially that pops up. Maybe the Patriots could get him and compliment him with Ramondre Stevens and Ezekiel Elliott is also free agent. So a lot of things to think about here with Josh Jacobs. The Cowboys, you'd also think, could be in the market for running back with Tony Pollard as a free agent and how they missed Elliott as a complimentary back in 2023. Now, Derrick Henry also could be in play for Dallas. Look, the Titans could bring him back, right? I mean, he was still pretty productive. You just have to lessen his workload. And again, you could see a Montgomery-Gibbs situation developing there with Ty J. Spears. So, yeah, I think we want him out if we're a Tajay Spears manager here, and especially in dynasty keeper formats, where we want Spears to go forward as the guy. But again, they could bring him back on the cheap. I mean, it's a rebuilding team, so they might go in a different direction. We know they have Brian Callahan. We had Joe Mixon, but he didn't really rely a lot on the run in Cincinnati. Like Joe Mixon was more a complimentary red zone back, but that's how they could keep Derrick Henry, right? And then have Tajay Spears out there as the more regular down guy, work him in the passing game, help Will Levis like they did with Samaj P. Ryan and Mixon for a couple years in Cincinnati. So something to look at there. Definitely you always want to look at where – the parallels are with the new coordinators, and there's a lot of new coordinators. And keep in mind, we just had uh, Arthur Smith transition to now Pittsburgh. So watch out for that because Derrick Henry did play really well for Arthur Smith. He was kind of his bread and brother. The real reason Arthur Smith ascended to the Falcons' job because of Henry and the production. Now it gets trickier. Tony Pollard probably in the best situation returned to Dallas. The Cowboys like to please there, but Pollard was a bit disappointing last year as a runner, red zone finisher, just wasn't there as a feature back. I think what they will likely do is probably take a lesser deal to try to keep him and then bring in that complimentary back where it's Henry or Elliott or someone else. Now, Austin Eckler is an interesting case. Will they go for someone like Austin Eckler? There's been a lot of rumors about Blake Corum out of Michigan joining that backfield here in the draft is a good value for Jim Harbaugh, but they could also bring back Eckler because Harbaugh likes his versatile backs and is a proponent of the running game first to open things up here for 
Justin Herbert and knowing how important Eckler is to Herbert. So we'll have to see. I think it's more about the age injury attrition on whether Eckler is retained. DeAndre Swift, look, he couldn't stay all that durable. He had some big games, but also disappeared a lot for the Eagles. It's a different style of running game now, right? They're moving on. Eagles have Kellen Moore in there. So what would you think? Austin Eckler could definitely follow him or Tony Pollard, right? Those are the two backs he had the last two seasons there with the Cowboys and the Chargers. So definitely with Kellen Moore in Philadelphia, those two names have to be circled there as the potential replacements for Swift. Now, Zach Moss, look, he ran well for the Colts, but I think they want to keep him as valuable backup behind Jonathan Taylor. They have the money they can do so. So I think that would be the best spot. I don't think he can return to the Bills. Maybe he's in play to replace Devin Singletary, another former Bill in Houston after this season in a good system with Shane Steichen. So some look at it, but I think Zach Moss is going to have some value. Maybe the poor man's Dave Montgomery from last year is the compliment. That, that also could be the case with A.J. Dillon here. A.J. Dillon probably going to break up from Aaron Jones, especially the way Jones was rejuvenated and ran well in the playoffs. So something to look at with A.J. Dillon. So again, it's a landing spot for him because it wasn't very good, right? We thought in Green Bay, he was an RB2 just a couple of years ago, but he really faded as not having much value. Now Singletary, look, he's just a guy, but again, he proved that he's good in that 49ers zone blocking system. So wherever that goes, we're going to follow and look for him. And maybe he's the replacement right there. Michael Floor behind, uh, or Matt LaFleur, I should say, behind Aaron Jones. So now J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards. Dobbins, too injury prone. Gus Edwards is going to have to be power back compliment, maybe. Again, an option for Dallas. If you got the change of pace guy, Gus Edwards is not a bad place to go. And maybe an option also for the Chargers uh, going from Harbaugh to Harbaugh. So some things to watch there. So there you have it. There's a breakdown of my top 11 running backs right now. And what could happen with them in free agency. Now we'll get into my wide receivers next. We'll go 14 deep and do it rapid fire in our next segment and get into quarterbacks and tight ends in the final part of the show. Before that, we got to hear from one of our fine sponsors. All right. Told you it's the top. This episode of Lockdown Fantasy Football is brought to you by FanDuel America's number one sports book. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks and Placing some super bets. Yeah, I'll be happy to be at home this year to lock in to all these actions that are available. And really, it's awesome because I'm usually at the game, but this year, a little bit of a change and uh, looking at it from more betting fantasy perspective. So I'll get to see more parts of the things that I typically miss in there. So one thing I do miss is getting all over it with the action there on FanDuel, and I'll get to explore that more this year. So Check that out for yourself. FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with the W or two or three. Not only can you bet on who wins Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel also has bets to see which players will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, and so much more. So there's a lot of good stuff that you can check in. There's also bound to be some funny entertainment prop bets with the Usher and the National Anthem with Reba McIntyre and all that good stuff. So check it out. New customers, join today and we'll get $200. That's right, bonus bets. So it's uh, great for that. So it's up their offer from the 150 your first bet of five dollars or more wins that's all you need here just visit fanduel.com slash locked on to sign up and that's fanduel.com slash locked on to sign up make every moment more fanduel an official sports book partner of the nfl all right it is time to look at my wide receivers here that are ranked and this is how i rank him and this is partly because of age right and upside and that's how i look at it Michael Pittman Jr. Look, he didn't have an explosive season. He was more of a short area to intermediate target there, but 
that's how they kind of played their offense. I think if Anthony Richardson his big arm would have been there all season long, you might've seen Pittman expand a little bit and be a bigger force in the red zone, but he was with Gardner Minshew eating up catches for high volume. So Michael Pittman was solid, right? There were low expectations for him with the rookie quarterback in the downfield passing, but they pivoted from Richardson to Minshew. He was very good in a short area. I think the touchdowns could be there. The bigger plays could be there to really see him boost back into those expectations we had just a couple years ago for him as a wide receiver one in fantasy top 12 player. So again, we'll see where he ends up, but a lot of teams needing a receiver. We know that look, uh, Pittman is special and he is a guy that just gets open all the time. So any complimentary role, maybe the Bengals look at him, right? We'll see if they can afford moving on from T Higgins and go there, but anywhere that needs a two, a pretty valuable two. He could be really good in Detroit, right? Playing off Amon Ross St. Brown there as an upgrade from Josh Reynolds. So something to look at as well. So again, you also look at Shane Steichen, some of the stuff that could happen. The Cardinals might be play, right? Jonathan Gannon is there, the former Eagles defensive coordinator. So that's another team might be looking to spend a little bit differently and get that valuable piece there playing off Michael Wilson. And Trey McBride, I think he would be a compliment to both of those guys for Kyler Murray. So some exploration there, but the Colts could also re-sign him, right? They have the rookie quarterback. They have Alec Pierce elsewhere. They don't have a lot, right? Josh Downs is a special player. So I think they might want to keep Pittman with what they can do intact there with Chris Ballard. Now, Mike Evans, look, he's a little bit older, but very productive last year. I think he wants to stay a Buccaneer. He wants to finish his career as a Buccaneer. He's been a big time community guy in Tampa. So Look, he wants to be a buck for life. I think he was a little bit disappointed they didn't lock him up here. But look, Baker Mayfield kind of got his career going again, right? It was slowing down a little bit with Tom Brady getting into the age 30 time, but he keeps plugging around. He's just like the guy that you can count on for a thousand yards and pretty much uh, 10 TDs every season. And I think he still has some years left. And that just might not be as explosive as he once was. But again, I think it's in his best interest to say with Baker Mayfield. But again, a team that you might look out for now is the Carolina Panthers because Dave Canales was responsible for that big season there as the offense coordinator. So watch out for the Panthers making an aggressive deal to try to steal Evans from a division foe. T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd. Let's say just package them. T. Higgins is number three on my list. Tyler Boyd is down at number six. Again, T. Higgins is the outside guy. Some field stretching can make some plays in the red zone, has a big body. Ideal number two, right? Complimentary number two. Or he could be in a different situation that could really benefit, like a co number one. And with DeAndre Hopkins in Tennessee with Brian Callahan there, that's something you look at. And Tyler Boyd, right? They've had Kyle Phillips. He hasn't been able to stay healthy as the primary slot guy for the Titans. So they could be looking to upgrade all around for Will Levis the way they did with Callahan and Zach Taylor for Joe Burrow in Cincinnati. So definitely Higgins is on the radar there. And of course with the Panthers, they want to spend, get a number one receiver there. And Higgins uh, may want that offer. He is from Clemson. So that would uh, make sense with going to Charlotte. Now I talked about number three, number six, number four is Marquise Hollywood Brown. I think I wouldn't be totally ruling out a reuniting with the Ravens. Remember how Lamar Jackson was disappointed with that? They do have Odell Beckham Jr. and Nelson Aguilar. Two of the guys that they used to stretch the field in certain situations. Brown would give them that versatility. So it would not surprise me if he ended up back there. Wouldn't that be crazy, right? The Ravens uh, got a first-round pick for him, and they end up getting him just a couple years later. So something to watch out for is Marquise Brown. Maybe it's a one-year prove-it deal, right, after a little bit of disappointment, couldn't stay on the field there in Arizona. Now, Calvin Ridley... Look, he liked playing for the Jaguars, but 
they like him enough, right? I mean, he didn't quite dominate as the alpha when there was no Zay Jones. He needed to kind of be the X, but when they put him as a Z, he was not very good. I would still think they try to keep Calvin Ridley overall. He still did have a thousand yards and showed some decent chemistry with Trevor Lawrence. Now, I had number six is Tyler Boyd. Number seven, Darnell Mooney. He's a type of guy that I think could be exciting elsewhere if you put him in the right spot, right? I mean, I think he showed that promise as a rookie and a younger receiver. DJ Moore really took over, and then Mooney got hurt. And he, he's a guy who can play outside in the slot. I wouldn't mind him maybe in New Orleans or some of that situation, or we're going to chase where he would go. So really, Mooney is a special receiver, and I think this is some fantasy sleeper depending on where he goes. But he's definitely not going to be in Chicago with Justin Fields. We're going to look to upgrade that second wide receiver behind Moore. But again, Mooney just needs a change of scene. He's got the talent to have a little bit of a sleeper breakout on another team. Now, Curtis Samuel... He was valuable a little bit, right, in PPR leagues for volume and all that with the commanders. We'll see where he ends up. Maybe he goes back to Carolina to give them that. Gabe Davis, we know he's a deep threat, but he was boomer bust. Disappeared in a lot of games, wasn't very consistent. So interesting to see where he lands, but I definitely don't think it's going to be in Buffalo. You look at CJ, DJ Chark, I should say. Panthers, not a bad year, but this guy's well-traveled. Jaguars, Lions, it just seems like a different team all the time coming off injury that he had in his career with the Jaguars and it hasn't been kind of sweet here so Chark flashed a little bit he had one big game I think in week 17 but that was about it so again Chark on the move Kendrick Bourne he was the Patriots best fantasy option and receiver overall but now he's hurt coming off in in a new direction there potentially all around with that team Oda Beckham Jr. eh, could be the end for him Michael Thomas eh could be the end for him and KJ Osborne just a guy but you think they would move on and uh, maybe he can go to the Rams or something right to be a complimentary number three maybe an upgrade there or Detroit even to look at uh, his options in free agency but I think Osborne is gone which is going to be good for the value of Jordan Addison and Justin Jefferson playing off TJ Hawkinson who was whoever's quarterback in 2024. All right there you have a look at the wide receivers ranked in my top 14, those are all of them here that are of note that we want to track for fantasy football purposes, whether they stay or go and the other players that could be affected by that. So we'll get into our quarterbacks and tight ends in our final segment. We need to hear from another one of our fine sponsors. All right. This episode of Lockdown Fantasy Football is also brought to you by eBay Motors, Passion, Drive, and Patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performances from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With more than 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the price you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die live at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions do apply. All right, it is time to finish the show. And getting you set for the table with the wide receivers and running backs at free agency. Now we're going to get into quarterbacks and tight ends. And now this list, not as deep, so we're going to smash them into one final segment here on the show. Let's start at quarterback. Kirk Cousins is the big one. I have him as the number two overall free agent because he's playing at a high level when he's healthy. He's got the torn Achilles for the Vikings, and we knew that they could move on, right, with 
Kevin O'Connell. He's very expensive. He's had some really good years, I would say. Staying healthy game per game with his fantasy production has been the best in his career with the Vikings. Well, it was helpful that he's had Justin Jefferson and TJ Hawkinson, and before that, Adam Thielen. So really some great receivers have been around here at Kirk Cousins in the short period of time to produce some numbers. He's also a high-volume passer. He transitioned well to O'Connell's offense here. He's got the big arm still. It's always been there, right? Big arm. He's been protected, been more efficient, puts up the numbers consistently here. And he's really become a reliable fantasy football quarterback. And look, we're going to have concerns. If he leaves Minnesota, what do we get, right? We saw the Josh Dobbs, Jaron Hall, Nick Mullins type thing, right? Probably going to have to go to a rookie and a first-round pick there if he's gone. So we kind of want Cousins to stay put, but I could see other teams maybe being interested, maybe as a backup. So a lot of things you need to consider – with Cousins, I don't see him accepting the backup job, but maybe some teams see him as that as he's getting a little bit older. But again, coming off the Achilles, that's what they're going to have to look at most to see where he's at and he's healthy. The Vikings might be able to get a slight discount on him. I don't see that because he's already been pretty high with the ceiling with quarterback salary. So they're going to have to weigh. Does he still have the return to push them forward? Are they considering themselves a rebuilding team? They went from overachieving all those comeback wins with Cousins at the helm two years ago to kind of falling back down to earth with injuries and defensive things falling apart here. They needed to kind of rally to just be decent, right? They had the 0-4 start. So I don't know what they're thinking there with the O'Connell going forward, but again, it could go either way for me with Cousins, especially with the Vikings kind of picking in the middle of the first round. They got to like the quarterback there. Now, quickly, let's go over the other guys that you have to have of note. Baker Mayfield, look. Dave Canales is gone, but we know where Dave Canales went, and it's where Baker Mayfield has already been. It's in Carolina, so I don't see him going there. Uh, I mean, Dave Canales might be lobbying. It's a new coaching staff, right, to bring him there, but Baker and that exit from Carolina was a bit rough. They dealt him. I know it's a new jam with Dan Morgan in there and not Scott Fitterer, but still – you don't see that, right? And he's going to have to be a backup for sure with Bryce Young. He's in a good spot with the Buccaneers. He likes the teammates. I think they'll keep some of the offensive principles that they had there for Baker Mayfield to keep him successful with the receivers he has. So, again, do they have a package deal? Do they need Mayfield to keep Mike Evans and vice versa? Maybe there's something in play there with Tampa. But definitely Mayfield has been solid, but I wouldn't go chase him, right? It's not Geno Smith again that we're going to see, right? I mean, we'll probably have a questionable year at best in fantasy. So again, I'm not too excited about what happens with Baker Mayfield, but if he loses Mike Evans on top of Dave Canales, I think you're definitely looking at a downgrade for his uh, fantasy football potential in 2024. Now, Ryan Tannehill, probably just a backup at this point. He's worn down. He didn't look all that great filling in for Will Levis, so it's done for him. Larry Dominci was a super sub. He was okay, right? We've streamed him in a few games, but still was a running team with Jonathan Taylor without Anthony Richardson. So we'll see he, where he goes. Maybe again, he goes to Arizona and follows yet another backup quarterback path there behind one Kyler Murray. So something to watch out there with uh, Gannon definitely in play for Minshew's services there from Steichen. Now, at tight end, Dalton Schultz, pretty good year, but not the year that we thought, right? Because Nico Collins and Tank Dell were such big factors at wide receiver. So that was in play for the Texans. Will he move on? You know, the Cowboys are not going to go after him with Jake Ferguson. So 
49er style of offense. We're going to look around. Maybe the Jets target him right with their question marks at tight end. They're not going to really totally trust Tyler Conklin. They could be looking at Brock Bowers in the draft. So anybody who needs a tight end in the draft and can't get Bowers is going to be looking in Belt Schultz. Hunter Henry, I think, would be best served staying with the Patriots, but you can also get a look from his old team, the Chargers. He's a Jim Harbaugh type of player, especially with Gerald Everett being a free agent. So he's number three on the board here, Gerald Everett. So that tells you it's a quick drop-off, right? It's not a lot that you're going to find here. But we know Schultz and Henry have been very strong fantasy assets. Everett has been a streamer, so something to look at with these three landing spots. And finally, the last guy I'm going to talk about, and look, this tells you how it really drops off. After... This player at number four, Noah Fant of the Seahawks, it goes to Drew Sample, who's more of a blocking tight end with a little bit of sneaky upside for the Bengals. But Noah Fant, look, he's just misused everywhere, I think. Denver didn't quite work out. Didn't get the thing down with Drew Locke. He's a very talented Iowa tight end, but really Hawkinson in the same draft in the first round is totally separated, right? Hawkinson has been a legit top tight end in the league as well as a really welcome fantasy asset. But then you've got Fant, whether he was in Denver or now in Seattle, just like battling guys like Colby Parkinson and these other like committee tight ends, Will Disley, to try to get relevancy. So I don't know, maybe people just don't see Fant as being all that reliable. He can make a few big plays, but every time we've tried to rely on him in fantasy, it's been a disaster. So we'll see what happens with uh, Noah Fant again. He needs to have a really good landing spot for us to uh, perk up on the fantasy football radar with the former Broncos tight end now in Seattle being misused as usual with his career. All right, there you have it. There's a look at my top free agents at the skill positions, running back, wide receiver, quarterback, and tight end. We'll start looking more offseason storylines. A lot of coordinator changes. A lot of coordinators not changing. Ben Johnson is now staying. So a lot of things to uh, kind of take wind of here as we go into the offseason full speed ahead with some coaching changes we'll have the personnel next senior bowls this week we'll have free agency the drafts a lot of things are going to change the fortunes of these offenses free agency is one part of the puzzle that we wanted to get a good look ahead on today's show for locked on fantasy football and this look at the top free agents this has been Vinny Iyer we'll see you next time on the show